Hello and welcome to the first of Osborne Clark's Energy Innovation Podcast Series. My name is Deborah Harvey and I'm an Associate Director in Osborne Clark's Energy Projects team. I'm joined today by my colleague David Ferris. David is a partner in our corporate team and is also an energy sector specialist. David and I together lead Osborne Clark's Energy Innovation Group, which advises clients on a broad range of areas, including virtual power plants, energy hubs, optimization arrangements, smart homes and cities, energy storage projects, flexibility and balancing, and energy efficiency. We'll cover some of these areas in more detail in future podcasts. Today's session will focus on some of the general technology themes we're seeing in the energy sector. When we talk about innovative businesses for the purposes of today's session, we're generally not talking about innovation in generating technologies, but rather we're concerned with innovation around power management to enable further efficiencies to be derived from existing assets and the management of those assets. So Dave, thanks very much for joining me today. I think it would be helpful as a starting point if you could please outline what's driving the market in this area. Okay, sure. Um, so it, it's been an interesting journey that we've been on. As you mentioned, a lot of the innovation historically has been around the engineering technology, the, the move towards new forms of generation. Um, yeah. But what we're seeing now is a response to that. Um, decarbonisation as an agenda um, and as a sort of a net zero um, target has brought about the, um, the move towards renewable energy sources. And those are typically intermittent in supply. Um, you know, it's, it's a classic uh, issue with, with the supply of, of wind and solar power. It depends on the, the elements um, for the generation. So what we've now seen is as, as electricity forms an increasing part of our um, power mix, and as that is moving to, to renewables, we need to balance the supply of that um, power with demand. And um, so where, where this has been facilitated is through digitalization. And so what we've been seeing is the um, innovation around digital platforms that can aggregate that um, renewable power and um, make sure that it's provided in a way that meets demand at the time it's demanded and also impact demand where possible as well to, to sort of to bring the two together. Um, this is quite a new um, area that, that's been developed and it's um, quite a, a, a sort of a challenging area as well because of the speed with which it needs to scale up. Um, and so sort of typical venture capital rounds don't always um, do the job. Uh, but what's been helpful is that a lot of the large energy corporates who perhaps have had more traditional, often oil and gas um, strategies, also see the need to move their business models into the new area of power management with clean energy. And the good news is they've got deep pockets, they're focused on this, they see the need for it. And so this has really brought about a, a real um, drive of M&A with these big energy corporates coming in and acquiring the innovators to help them develop their own models and, and move into the space of, of clean energy management. Yeah, I think it's fair to say, isn't it, that um, what we've seen in terms of the strategy that's been adopted by a lot of these large energy energy corporates is the acquisition model as opposed to just solely focusing on organic growth. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's not really um, sort of within their current makeup. And so they, they've got the ability um, because of their scale to bring in the innovator to do that, to do that work and to um, sort of bring the invention in-house. However, it is, a, it is a different space. It is a different form. As I say, it's not so much engineering um, innovation. It's more this sort of virtual and um, AI-based innovation. And a much quicker way to get up the curve is to, um, is to acquire that capability. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and really encouraging as well to see, you know, coming out of the um the, the budget that the government is um is recognizing the importance of, of these sort of innovative businesses and, and looking to support them with further funding. So hopefully we'll see we we'll see more of that coming through. Absolutely, yeah. And what are the particular challenges for the MA process um in these sorts of sector transactions? Um so in terms of the actual MA process itself. Uh, the, the challenges really come about, I think, because of that distinction, because it's, it's a new area for a lot of the acquirers, um, but also they're quite different to the businesses um, that they're acquiring. These are big regulated um, energy corporates that are often in the, the sort of purchasing role, and they're acquiring um, early stage, fast growth, um, innovative businesses. And the, there are two parts to this challenge then. One is the acquirer understanding what it is they're buying. You know, they need to do their own due diligence on it. And that is diligence on a often virtual or sort of database platform innovator. That's not what they're used to buying. They're often used to buying generation assets, which, you know, they're, they're much more comfortable with. And the other, the other half of this sort of challenge equation, I suppose, is, is actually the, the stage of the business itself. These early yeah. stage businesses, they'll have focused on their intellectual property, um, and the the sort of uh, the R and D side of what they're doing, they often won't have the level of governance structures. They won't really need the level of governance structures in place that the acquirers have. But it's it's getting the mindset right for what is it that we're acquiring, what what should we be expecting to be in place in due diligence, um, and and what should we be more sort of uh, expecting to need to work on post completion. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, certainly that that does give rise, as you say, to sort of specific challenges at transaction stage. I'm really interested. You mentioned post completion as well. Um, are there specific post um, merger integration issues that you're seeing on these sorts of transactions? Um, yes. I mean, a lot of these are quite new transactions and so mm. we need to see it play out. But yeah, um, this is something that, that we have seen um, with uh, sort of acquisitions of early stage businesses in the past where yeah. um, the acquisitions are, are quite early in the in the um, sort of stages of the business that's being acquired. And so the invention journey is still sort of to carry on. And so the big challenge really for, for the value in these businesses is to make sure that the environment is right for the innovators that are brought in to carry on yes. innovating. And that is challenging because they've often been inspired by the, the sort of the liberal environment they're in a startup. And it's about making sure that they can carry on is that sort of once they're part of this new group and not stifled by sort of governance and they don't have their creativity diluted by that. But clearly yeah. governance needs to be brought into the mix at the same time. Yeah, quite an interesting culture piece there, isn't there, in terms of a, a shift from a, a very innovative, almost startup business going into, you know, for example, one of the large, um, yeah, large, much more established utilities. Yeah, some some of the utilities might look at that um, and, and do what people, what businesses have done in other sectors as well and set up a venture arm, for instance, so that yeah. they almost have a fund like arrangement with these innovation businesses sitting to one side of the of the larger group. But in this case, though, a lot of these technologies are so fundamental to the, the sort of the strategy of the business going forwards that they they need to bring it into the, the, the main body of the business, but but somehow keep the um, the creativity flowing. Yeah, absolutely. That's um, that's the real challenge, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And, and how do you see looking forward, Dave, how do you see the market developing in this area? Um, 
I mean, I th- it, it's it's quite new anyway, so it'll carry on in it's, uh, the journey it's on at the moment. But an area that we're really looking out for as well is um, around how this is going to play a part in the developments we're seeing in the broader built environment. Um, there's a lot of regulation yeah. coming in that's going to drive development of not just um, sort of net zero buildings, but smart buildings as well. Um, yes. And then looking sort of even on a grander scale, looking at the sort of smart city developments that we're seeing, places like Marseille and Bergamo are, are sort of a, a developing projects there. And we're seeing a lot around regeneration projects in the UK. And in, in this instance, there's collaboration. It's not just a standalone energy management piece. It, it's energy as part of a smart city development, including transport, including commercial and residential buildings. And so I see this um, sort of power management technology playing a part in that broader collaboration. And so it could be that the M&A that we've been seeing, particularly driven by the energy corporates, could be from other corporates that are part of that sort of smart city development mix. But I, I don't see anything other than um, a continued strong pipeline of um, M&A activity to help sort of support and bring through this innovation, which is so key um, looking forwards. Yeah, thank you very much. I would wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, I think innovation is, is central to the to the sector going forward as we um, as we look to reach our net zero targets. Um, and I think we're seeing that widespread recognition at government level and across the sector now of the importance of, of innovation, which is really encouraging. Um, so hopefully this has been helpful um, today in giving a flavour of some of the key themes we're seeing on these sorts of transactions. Um, thank you very much for listening. If you do have any questions, then please do get in touch with either of us and uh, hopefully um, you will join us for the next podcast in the series. Thank you.